chapter 13 and 14, but the Lord says, no, don't do that. Stick on chapter 13 and actually share about chapter 13. And, and then after that, someone can go and do 14. But I think just to put up the first thing, I'll just put up the summary of what chapter 13 in the book of Romans, what is it all about? And I'll go point by point and emphasizing of some of the scriptures, what I actually will be bringing out into that. But as I go along, I'll actually going to be having some stories to share in between of that. But I think, do you, do you know how many of you guys love the government? Can we be honest with you guys? <laughs> how many of you love the government? Nobody? Thank you. You are blessed. Praise the Lord. Don, you're going to see heaven. <laughs> That's lovely. Nobody loves the government. We do. We pretend sometimes. And fortunately, sometimes the way we love the government, we love the government when they're offering something to us. We are actually pretending because we get something. Another question. How many of you like to sit under the authority and be submissive? Yeah? Yeah? Sometimes it's very hard to submit. It's a very challenging thing because we tend to be rebellious because we want to live our life the way we want to be. And I'm saying to these things because fortunately I had to kind of refreshing my mind when I was looking at chapter 13, how submissive I am into this government that we are living in. Or I am a rebellious person in terms of not even noticing it because sometimes it really strikes me. How many of you like Julius Malema here? Guys, today I'm going to be preaching the truth. It's very difficult to love him. It's so hard. But far as I look back, Julius Malema, he was created by God himself again. Julius Malema, he was actually came to the position, whatever he is, not just because of anything. God actually put him there. Jacob Zuma, how many of you? Oh, I even remember there was even the, the other granny singing, Zuma must fall. I'm just bringing these things. But I wanted to remember that he was made by God as well. We have to understand that sometimes we are called as Christians to love the people that and most of the popular people, they don't love them. For us to come to repentance is to actually acknowledge that God has created them as well. 
They are made in his image. God prayed over those people as well. He knew them when in the mother's womb. I have that moment again within the church as well. How many of us as Christians that we don't love one another? We have hatred each other. In Embo, as I'm telling you now, there is about, I don't know how many churches, and I know one church has actually had a split of seven of churches. And there is something that I look at that we wanted to kind of have a common ground where we'll be able to be submissive to one another. One thing that is actually putting us together here is Christ. We are sitting here, we gathered here, and I tell you, the common thing that has put us is Christ. It's only God himself that we can to be able to gather here. The reason we are black and white here, it's actually God does not see color, but we are here to actually come and worship him. It's not about our own thing, but the authority that we will have to obey and whatever we've been commanded, it's only God himself. The glory, it will be him who will actually going to call us and say, this is the reason I put you in this place. So for us to be submissive is to hear from him. It's not about what we're thinking. It's about his authority. It's been a quite of an interesting moment. So we had a Mandela Day, and it completely strikes me when it talks about the authority. So I'm part of the, the, the Gillette Clifton Park Forum, and I don't know why they call me, because I'm a very scared person, uh, and I really don't like guns and everything. I like praying. <laughs> if there's a crime or anything, I just like to pray. I don't think I can arrest anybody. I, don't, I, I can't even touch the gun. I get scared when I see a gun. But they call me, but the reason they call me, they want me to actually care for the members and to show them love because you never know what it looks like. A person doesn't become a crime without any reason. There's some sort of a thing that we needed to go behind that. So they, they came, so we did the Mandela Day, and there, there was the whole police, we did the, there was like police vans, and there was... Everything to go down to Stockville with them and to give the food and then just to give the blanket. But it was very strange that when I get into the ground in Stockville with those police people, some of them, they ran away for their life. And they were scared. And some lady came to me and said, the only time they see police is when there's a violence or something going on. They never seen the police with a smiling face of giving some stuff. And for me, I looked at that and I said, the authority which is the police bring, it's actually not to come to destroy, but it's to give love. They are actually putting the society into a right manner. But fortunately, we, the people, they are scared of the police now because they don't want to submit. They don't want to live into that level. And I don't know how many of us we are scared of the law. Because the law is actually binding us, telling us this is how we needed to live. It's very scary. But sometimes I like 
was we looking at it in this chapter, this is all going to, actually Paul is saying that the law is nothing if you don't have love. It needed to be something that is unpacking out of into your life. So I thought, let me be very brave enough, read it through the summary of Romans chapter 13. And if we all going to open our Bibles, and I've just took one, two, three, four, five, and I wanted to really get this summary into your head. So submission to authority. Paul instructs the believers to submit to governing authority. As this authority has been established by God, resisting governing authority will be anking to resist God's obedience. I think when you look from Romans chapter 13 from verse 1 to 2, actually Paul is instructing us as believers to submit. He's actually pointing us from verse 1 to verse 2 that we needed to be able to submit. We are here as around as well that we have to have a certain way of submission. We have to be the people that can become around in terms of, it doesn't mean that if our government is doing something bad, we have to submit that. We have to actually be able that God is telling us what to do, but as well, we can be able to resist in the right authority of what the word of God is telling us to do. And a lot of people I've been actually crying out and praying. We've been signing the petition these days that as pastors, we, we actually in an agreement of not, we, don't, we disagree in terms of allowing the government to do an abortion. And it's something that has to be legal. But we are saying, the word says that God so loved the world and he gave his only son. And that means if God so loved the world, that child has a life to live as well. And that child is not actually have to be taken away. God does actually make the provision all means. And there's a, a lady that is doing amazing work, Grace, um, and I like because he says that you've got another chance again. You cannot take that baby. We will actually love that baby and mature it and take care and give it a warm house. But in terms of that, when we said in the government, the government says that we must do that, but for, for us, we have to be able to discern and hear what the word is saying. We have to be able to stand firm and say, I'm going to stand for the truth, even no matter what. I will be the people that, when people are saying that, the majority is saying that, and I just to throw a, a funny curve ball away, COVID, it was a very difficult moment. Government was telling us to do that. And then we have to be submissive. We have to have masks. We have to do all those things. Yes, we needed to discern. And all the time, I always say, Lord, would you help us as believers to discern? To hear from you. And by tomorrow, we might hear something. The government can say such things that the rent is going down or anything. But for us, we know that we have a God who provides all the time. 
Are we going to be the people that looking down? How many of you have hope that we're going to beat the Lord shading? So far, probably some of you said, oh, I don't think that Zolan will happen. But for us, it's calling us to pray in our knees and say, Lord, would you give the people that are in the authority the wisdom how to handle that? Obeying the law, Paul emphasizing that those who do not what is right have nothing to fear from the authority. However, those who do wrong should be afraid because of the authority have the power to punish them. And when you look at from Romans chapter 13 to 3 and 4, this is what Paul is talking about, that you needed to obey the law. And I like about this, I like this analysis about the law. And all the time, a policeman goes out and put all his full uniform and stop me. The reason that I get to stop is because I'm actually respecting the law as well I'm respecting in terms of the uniform that he's putting it on and then I do stop. But if he stops me without any of this uniform or anything, probably I'm not going to pay attention. I will just go. But because it's been put in place, that means that is why I actually get to engage with the police because I respect that law and that uniform that is actually giving him to stop. It's not that... I'm just rebellious. And I know if I pass that police, there will be consequences for me. I might actually not be in the right books with the police. But for the fact is this, that's why Paul is bringing it out there. We needed, yes, of course, let not the law to be holding you, but you needed to be obedient towards the law. You needed to be able to kind of, I call that respect into that matter. And again, from Romans chapter 6 to 7, hey, how many of us do not like SARS? <laughs> we don't like SARS. I'm telling you, last year I have to pay 5,000 rand for the farm. It was not nice. How many of us here trying to cheat SARS? But I wanted to come back to you. If you call yourself a believer, do not do that. Because the word we have here is calling us that we needed to pay tax. I sit around with another grumpy lady in post office at the time. And she was complaining. We're paying our tax and nothing is happening in this country. Only I could hear the complaint. And I said, probably you don't know I'm a pastor, but I have to let you know this. You must be very grateful for what you're getting. And you still need to pay the tax. No matter what. And she looked at me and said, but they are spending our money in corruption or any other of anything. I said, but we are called to do it. To be a good citizen, to be a good South African, 
you need to do that. And I looked at it around and I said, you're only looking the bad side of it, but there's a good side of other things as well. There is not everything that you look at about how our money gets spent. There is a good thing as well. For us as believers, we needed to pray to God that God will help us to be faithful, even no matter what. So, in that note, I urge you, brothers and sisters, if you're not paying your tax after this, you can come and confess to me. <laughs> and I can help you to pray with you that you do what is right. As the same as tithing, guys, it's about giving. And do what the Bible says that everything we have here, we don't own it. We live it. And so we just needed to give on that moment. Paul is pulling up here, love fulfills the law. Love fulfills the law. Paul highlighting the importance of love in the Christian's life. He states that love is fulfillment of the law and by loving others, Christians are following God's commandments. So that is Romans chapter 13, verse 8 and 10. Actually, Paul is bringing this moment again that you cannot... Actually, Angus in these days, I've been looking and, and uh, listening his commentary. He says something that strikes me. And I went in the office and I told everybody because it was burning in me. And I said, listen, if you want to attract friends, you must be friendly. How many of you are grumpy around and you wonder why you don't have friends? Proverbs chapter 28 verse 17 says that you must actually be friendly. That's what is it calling us to do. If you don't have love, and then you will have hatred in another people. So if you have your auntie that you don't love him, I call you to love him back again. If you have that mother-in-law that you hate him, you must love him again. Because Paul is mentioning here, it's actually taking out everything. The law does not matter. It's actually... The commandment that Jesus says, that says, love one another as I loved you. Come on. Why don't you want to love one another? It's easy. Love you, Janet. It's putting down, living in the light. <laughs> Paul is emphasizing and advising the believers to walk in the light and to avoid engaging in sinful behaviors. By the way, I needed to listen to, uh, to Leslie. He was talking about the sin. And then they said, and, and he said, it was very brilliant. And I'm still going to sit down and hear what you had to say about sin. <laughs> and in such, he talks about such drunkenness, immorality, and they should actually clothe themselves with Christ. So when you look Romans chapter 13, verse 11 to 14, is actually bringing that up in terms of living in the light. How many of us here, we are actually putting the mask 
and that we are not who we are. We have to be the people that we are Christ-centered wherever we go. I'm not getting it right even now. But my prayer, Lord, I want to draw closer to you. When people see me, they do not see the old in me, but they can see new in me. I want people to see Christ in me that lives in me. And we said, why in this country it's like this? When we consider ourselves, we have so many Christians, but we are still looking, things are messy like this. Just showing that kind act of love and by doing it, that people can see that God is good. I think we can change this nation by living in the godly way not in the darkness. And my prayer every time, Lord, would you reveal something that is not good in me so you can be shown the glory amongst the other people. We are the people as Christians that closing the door for the people to receive Christ. We wanted, church, can I challenge you? When you receive Christ, it was a first good step, but it was not for you to observe it and keep it for yourself. It was for you to share it with others. For the other people to come to know Christ, it's because of you, you've made that beginning, that covenant, when at the first place, when you said it, yes to Jesus, and said, this is my beloved one who I know of, and after that, for you, you were called to take the mandate of sharing the gospel with others. Can I challenge you to take that moment to spread the love and spread Christ into other people's life? It's not about us, but it's about him. If I had to summarize the whole of my preach today, I would say, living as a responsibility citizen. The calling to submit and love. What is the hardest thing to do that? But I'm telling you, as the church, as Paul was putting up into this, he was just pressing on that, listen, my key here is by just loving. And I know sometimes how many of you, when you fall in love, it's so good. It's so nice. But only I realized that. When I, I had a funny conflict with my wife, <laughs> and I don't want it to submit, because it's calling us to be able to submit, there's something that is stirring in my life. And I don't be as loving husband as used to be. And I always pray, Lord, would you bring that love at the first time as I, when I saw my beautiful wife again. And that is what actually Paul is calling again. When you met Christ in your life, you had such a, so much love. And you were people that is able to say yes, yes to you, Jesus. And you could tell everybody about Christ. And you could be able 
sometimes to be submissive into whatever you are called to do. And sometimes when it disobey, it leading us to sin. We don't get it into the right process. And I want to put up all these points that I want to leave you with. Are you submitting to the authority? Yes or no? And that's why Romans chapter 13 verse 1 says, let every person Paul is not just putting one people, but says every person to be subjective to the governing authority, for there is no authority set from God, and those that have exist have been instructed by God. God called the people where they are. It's actually, it's not a mistake. And that's why I wanted to say to you, we needed to be submissive to Ramaphosa and pray for him. And whoever that they are in these positions, God has called them. He actually won us. And I've been repeatedly saying, Lord, can we pray for them so they can be able to know that they are there not for themselves. They are there because God has called them to be there. And can they be able to be submissive to him because he's the one that is actually giving the authority to them. Same as us in our life. We are here in the existing of life. It's not because our choice. It's because of him who actually brought us into this earth. And that's why I'm aging again. Lord, I want to be submissive to you first as much as I would be submissive to a man. I want to hear what you have to say and then I will be able to suggest with another people. And it's bringing up Actually, the purpose of the authority. What is it? What is it the purpose of the... For the purpose for to rule and not to actually turn out the good conditions, but is to be able to kind of know this is where we're going. This is where we live. If we do not have an, the law and the authority, I don't know what would look like in this life. It will be a mess. And... Probably some of you will be driving 220 <laughs> or anything, but it's to actually bringing us to live the life, but knowing that it all comes from God. And I want to skip to this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. In Romans 13, verse 9 and 10, you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. If I said it other time, talking about the neighbor doesn't mean that you're talking about someone that is next to your house. A neighbor is someone that you come across with him every time in your life. As we're sitting down here, those people are your neighbors. Those people that you see them in the street are your neighbors. You must be able to love them as God has loved. So if in your journey, in your life, maybe you are still fighting with your proper next door neighbors, I urge you to pray for him and love them. 
You need to love them despite of anything because God so loved you and then he sent his son to die for, for you. I encourage you to pray for wisdom and the strength that we needed to obey God. And I wanted to say, sometimes it's very difficult to be submissive to the people that you don't think they are beneficial for you. And, and I know, and I want to say to you, it's my pleasure to be honest, says that I lead the church here. And some people, they are submissive. And I wanted to say to you, it's not about me, it's about God. And I want to be a citizen that will be responsible. I want to be a pastor that will actually hear what God has to say and then be able to pass it down with you guys. Maybe you are not submissive to your boss at work. Some of you are thinking, how can I be submissive to that man or to that woman? God has put them there. God knows that. I want to urge you from right now, let's be submissive to our government. Let's pay our tax. It's not me saying that. It's Paul bringing it out in Romans chapter 13. And I want to end with this. Anything in you that you've been thinking, I haven't been submissive, Maybe I've been very rebellious when it comes to our government. I want us all to pray for our government. I want us all to pray for our church. As well, if anything in me that makes me not love someone and ask for God to reveal that person to you, why don't you love him? And then ask God to help you to repent to get to know that person much better. And he is made in the image of God, as you are as well. Allow God to touch you and change you. And I want to say thank you for being able to just listen what God has to say. But if anything that was not from God in this morning, I want you to draw it out and take what God has called you to do in this morning. And thank you for the visitors. You did not mention it there. Lovely to see you, darling. Two of you there at the back. And that you as well. From, can you please give them a big warm welcome then? Can you all stand up? Just want to pray for you guys. Anyone is sick here? If you, if you are not well, not, we have a flu, okay? Not well, okay? This is church. <laughs> what you were thinking when you coming here to pray. <laughs> yeah. Just allow the Holy Spirit to move you. If you haven't given your love to Jesus, you want to give your love to Jesus, 
Put your hands up. If you haven't given your love to Jesus, put the hands up. Thank you, sister. Can you just all stretch their hands there and pray for her? For both of them? Lord, we humble ourselves right now. Lord, they say they want to accept you. In the Bible it says that when people say they want to know you and they put their hands, the angels rejoice. And the heaven says, this is the beloved one who I know of. So we pray for them right now. Lord, we welcome them into your love. Lord, would you touch them right now? In Jesus' name. Get calm, Get calm, we pray for Don and stretch the hand. Your healing touch right now. Would you heal it in Jesus' name? You've said it in your word. You have given us an authority to pray for those who are not well. So we pray in faith right now. And we say, thank you, Jesus, that you're healing Dawn in Jesus' name. And all the glory goes to you, Lord. Would you heal him? We pray for comfort, Lord. We pray for your healing touch, Lord. Flu must go in Jesus' name. Do it, Lord. Do it. Lord, we pray for our South Africa. Lord, we wanted to see your move. Lord, we know the song and said, our national anthem is called the Christian lyrics. Lord, we speak over those lyrics, Lord. We spread life over them. Because Sigalela is South Africa. We pray for the elections for next year, Lord. Lord, would you bring the righteous men and the righteous women to lead your country? Lord, we're not looking at the party. We're not looking of any of these things, but we're looking for the righteous people. Lord, would you lead your country? Lord, I pray that we may be able to, to, to be a people that submissive to our government. Lord, we are so thankful for the things that have done for us, and we are thankful for them where they are, Lord. But Lord, would you change the heart, heart to soften it up, Lord. Lord, we are still even thinking about the war happening in Russia, Lord. Oh, have your way, Lord. Have your mercy. 
We pray for the Ukraine. We pray for Russia. Lord, we pray for a revival there in Jesus' name. We pray even for Sudan, Lord, right now. Lord, we pray for repentant hearts. Lord, we pray for a revival in Jesus' name. Lord, Lord, we just pray for peace in this country, Lord. Shalom, peace in South Africa, Lord. Peace in con- on this continent, Lord. Peace in our family, Lord. Lord, I pray for revival to happen in Gilead in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray the revival will be, first of all, us, when we repent and turn our old ways to the new way. So right now, we ask for a revival right now. Holy Spirit, would you move among us? Move. As I'm just going to end it up, could we all just really give thanks to Jesus for what is? And thank you, Lord, for our family. Can you just raise up the voice? Thank you for the food we are about to eat. And thank you, Lord, for the house. Thank you for the health, Lord. Lord, thank you for this building that we are meeting here freely. We give thanks to you, Lord. We thank you for the water. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.